series called uh, Living a Mission. And what we've been talking about is our mission statement for the church. Uh, we, um, uh, if you look on your, the back of your worship folder, you'll see that it's reach, restore, and respond. We reach our neighborhood and surrounding communities with the love of the Father. We restore lives to healthy relationship in the Son, and we respond to a move of God's Spirit. And so we talked last, the last two weeks about reach and restore, and this morning we're going to talk about respond. And what I wanted to do was just turn your attention again to these circles that we have up, up there, and um, they're uh, I was in a meeting with a whole bunch of pastors, and they actually went over these, and he forgot uh, one of them, and, I, I like, and he's like a real big shot, and I got to correct him. It was awesome. So, um, yeah. Okay, so the outer circle is um, our community, and this is anybody that we come in contact with, not just in our community, but if you work in Van Nuys and you're in an office there, they are by, your, by extension of you our community, just people that we might influence directly or indirectly. The second one is the crowd, and they are the ones that just either make it on our campus uh, physically or digitally, like for those who are watching on Facebook Live, uh, who are just part of, they, they make it on our campus. And then comes the congregation, and this is anyone who would call Living Spring their church home. So maybe you'd only come here on Easter and Christmas, but if, if somebody says, where do you go to church, you'd say Living Spring, and that can be online as well. That's the congregation. And then there's the committed, and I always joke, those are the ones who are committed to an institution. Uh, no, they're the ones who are crazy enough to support us coming weekly, supporting us financially, just committed to living spring, committed to our neck of the kingdom of God. And then there's the core, and they're the ones that... Uh, really sacrifice, do a lot of the heavy lifting around here, volunteering on uh, the board or in a group of leaders or what have you, and they're really, they go to the, all the different events and those things. And so our Reach, Restore, Respond covers these different bands. So we reach that, those outer bands. We, respond, uh, we restore our lives into holy living through teaching and being together and all that. That's those middle bands. And then we respond to a move of God's spirit. And so what we say here is that we want to get you to, from a first-time visitor to a fully devoted follower of Christ. That's our goal. We make no bones about it. We want you to be a follower of Jesus. This morning, what we're going to talk about is this idea of responding and so um, I had extra time this week, so I made that thing like bounce like that. It was kind of cool. Um, and so responding is kind of that if you, were, if you were going to track your walk with Christ, you, you have the first part of it where you decide, you know what, I am going to be a follower of Jesus. And then the Lord begins to show you some stuff in your life that needs to be restored, hopefully, and, uh, and you begin that process. And then at some point, it occurs to you that maybe my Christianity isn't just for me. Maybe it's not just like a self-help thing. Maybe I'm being filled in order to be emptied again, and then I go back to God and I'm filled in order to be emptied again. This morning, I want to talk about you responding to a move of God's Spirit. I, uh, I am always enamored with people who are first responders. Like, like firemen, policemen, people in the military, 
people in, in the medical field, like the ones who are right there. I was driving to, uh, to Rancho Cucamonga for, to talk with another pastor, and um, it was raining, and I had to be there at 9, um, uh, and, and so uh, in the morning, and so I left two days prior in the evening <laughs> because I knew in Southern California when it rains, something really weird happens. The water, as it descends and touches on the automobiles and the people and all that, it turns the drivers into idiots. <laughs> and so you have the one guy who's like, it's just water. I can go 90 miles an hour. It's no big deal. I, my car can handle it. And then you've got the other person who's like, oh, it's water. It's water, everybody. And they're going 10 miles an hour. And when you put all those people together, you get Southern California in the rain, okay? So I knew that, so I left early to get there. And sure enough, there was an accident. And so I'm driving. I had plenty of time, so I wasn't worried, but I have a certain pattern that I go through when I'm driving up to an accident. The first is to be really annoyed, okay? So I do that very well. I'm annoyed through the whole thing because I know that somebody's at fault, and they're at fault means I have to wait, and that's unacceptable. My spiritual gift is impatience, okay? So I just exercise it. So then my second job is as I get closer towards the accident, I have to look to assess what actually happened and whose fault it is. And I try to figure out why would they do that. And of course, you know, and then I, you know, and you do kind of all this kind of stuff. I didn't say I'm perfect, okay? I'm just telling you what I do. So I get to this accident and I look over and, and it's, it's bad. It's bad. And you know, there's a saying like, it's hard to look away. It's not hard for me to look away. <laughs> I'm like really good at it. I don't like blood. I don't like carnage. I don't like people getting hurt. So I just like looked this way and the freeway opened up and I went on my merry way. And as I was driving, because I knew what I was going to preach on, I thought, somebody got a call and drove to that scene. I couldn't get away fast enough. But there was someone who got a phone call and, or an alarm went off and they got ready as fast as they could because they wanted to get there as soon as possible. First responders. I'm just amazed by first responders. The way they, the way they train and the way they uh, hit a different situation over and over. I was talking to a fireman this week and he said uh, this week they, there was a person pinned between two cars. Like, I'm going the other way. I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that, okay? And they had to figure out, okay, how do, we, how do we get the person unpinned? And they did, and the person was fine. But that's, that's like first responder stuff. Here's what I'm going to try to convince you this morning. You are a first responder. You are a first responder. You have been uniquely shaped. You have been uniquely placed to be a first responder in the events that you're going to come up with even this week. So if, you're, if you go to school, you're a first responder at school. Your, your job is to bring shalom to your school. Shalom just means peace, and it doesn't mean the absence of war. It, 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 it's, shalom is the way things should be. The way things should be. And so your job as a student is to get good grades, okay, but then to be a first responder. That might come with a word of encouragement. 
That might come with not um, getting involved with gossip. Uh, and same with, same with the rest of you who are you're at work. You're our first responder at work. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you have the ability to bring shalom somewhere, God has uniquely shaped you and uniquely positioned you to be able to do that. You are a first responder to bring shalom in your home. You're a first responder at home. As things go, maybe if there's financial problems or relational problems or whatever, your job is to be a first responder. I, I put this picture up here because it shows uh, firemen with water and a fire. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, picture a fire and firemen and water. Okay. Um, but what's fascinating about this is that um, I, I had to uh, talk to a fireman, um, but that is called a fog pattern, okay? It just, it's just, it's opened up like this, and the idea is to move the smoke out of the way so you can see where the fire is, okay? And so uh, one of the ways to remember this that I was taught by this fireman was you put the wet stuff on the red stuff, okay? Which I thought, that's good to keep in mind if you're at a fire and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this water again? Oh, that's right. Put the wet stuff on the red stuff. Okay. So, 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 but what's fascinating to me about first responders is that when they show up, they're not all the same. Like, like, like when the fire trucks show up, it's not like everyone grabs their hose and goes in to do it. There's, there's, there's people who are, uh, their job is to assess the situation, to guide people. There are people who lay out hoses. There are people who, who sit and watch for whatever reason. There's, there's just, uh, there's, somebody's got a job, and you can't, you need all of them. It's not everyone just drives their, their own personal little fire truck with water on it, and then kind of takes it out, and like, you know, there's, it's a team. It needs everybody, and so this was just fascinating to me that they'd have these different nozzle patterns and all these different kind of things because there's a process when you get to a scene, something you're supposed to do. So here's the scripture that I get this from. There are different kinds of gifts. You have different kinds of gifts. But the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. In other words, there is one cause, and we are placed in these different environments with different gifts, different shapes, different attitudes, different skill sets, and we're placed all around under the banner of Jesus Christ, one Lord. goes on, there are different kinds of working, that word is just, is energy, essentially, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Listen to this. This will blow your mind. God is at work in you. The living God, the God of the universe, the God that we just sang about, about great are you, Lord. He is at work in you. One of my jobs, as a matter of fact, my primary job, the Bible tells me, is that I, I'm supposed to equip the saints, for what? To memorize the Bible? No. To do nice things? No. For works of service. My job is to equip the saints for works of service. But you know who's at work? God. God is at work in you. Now here's, the, here's this verse is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Um, and the implications are just huge. 
So I want you to picture yourself at work or in your house or at school. I want you to just picture the, the, the community that you're in. Maybe it's your neighborhood. I, I just want you to picture maybe you're sitting at, at, at the dinner table and you've got your family around or you picture yourself at a board meeting or maybe you've got a, a, a meeting at work or whatever. Or maybe you're at school and you're, it's lunchtime, and you're out in the quad or whatever you call it at your school, and you're, everyone's having lunch. This is, what, this is how God sees you, okay, in those situations. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You get, that word manifestation just means appearance. At your work, at school, at home, in your neighborhood, if you are a first responder on the scene, you've been given this manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. In other words, a manifestation of the Spirit to bring shalom, to respond. Now, here's the problem. In our culture, responding doesn't seem to be as valued as reacting is. In our particular culture, reaction, if you react, if you're offended, it feels like responding, but it's not. You're just offended. And I just want to take a little bit of time, because I, I was mulling over this this week, to just talk for just a tad bit about how my heart is often broken by what I read on Facebook between believers, that we've lost the ability to hear one another, that we've so politicized and so marginalized and so compartmentalized gigantic issues that we just react. Like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, there is no place in the body of Christ for that. And I can almost guarantee you, with every ounce of my being, you will not solve the problem online, okay? If you have an issue that's burning in your, in your soul, Facebook is not going to help, and it's only going to divide. We've had some major things going on this week, not the least of which Monday was Martin Luther King's birthday, right? What do we celebrate in that? We celebrate the fact or we are reminded of the fact that we don't do a very good job as humans of treating people equally. We just don't. And, our, and our, our, the history of our country, unfortunately, has times where we would treat a certain type of person in a way that is evil and at the same time try to defend it with the Bible. Right? I mean, nowadays you look back and you think, boy, what was going on? Well, we had lost the ability to reason and to listen. And I'm just afraid, I guess, I was telling Lisa today, Lisa's my wife, by the way, uh, I don't think I can make it through four years. I, I don't know how to pastor a church through four years of what looks like is going to be combative, <laughs> okay? And so I was just praying to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to rebuke or do anything. I, I don't want to pastor a church filled with Democrats, and I don't want to pastor a church full of Republicans. I don't want a partisan church. If we can't do this together, if we can't listen to each other, if we can't 
respond in, in, in a way that's gentle, if we can't listen and go, okay, why, why are you coming from that perspective? If we're just reacting, we're in for a long haul. So I say this as your shepherd, as your friend, as someone who loves us so much. I love this church with my whole being. We, we've, we've got to stop this. If you have something that's on your heart, okay, that you feel passionate about, then call somebody up. You can, I'll give you their number. If you're concerned about something, we, we just can't, it's too small. It's too small of a way to communicate. So thank you. So um, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the support. Okay. But is it, do you hear my heart in this? Okay. So, so we, we have Martin, we, we have such a long way to go on so many of these issues on equality. And then yesterday we had a, a march and a lot of our people went and they marched for women's equality. And, 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 and it gets missed because there's some other thing or whatever. If you would just listen to the people who actually march, they're saying, I want women to be treated equally. That's what they're saying. Whatever the march leaders say or whatever, I can only listen to the people I love. And I was proud of them. You know why? They responded. They, some, they did something. Now, again, whether you agree or not is for, we can figure that out in eternity. But, but there was something moved in their spirit, and they, they wanted to do something. That's what I want to tap into as a believer. I don't want to be one who reacts. I want to be one who responds. I, 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 diversity, all these things. We have to be a church that embraces this stuff. How we go about it might be different for each of us. I think we can all agree <laughs> that the more diverse our church becomes, the better off. Okay, good. I, ho- I hope, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Okay, back to the sermon. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. This is going out because there's a manifestation of the Spirit, it's going to manifest itself differently for everybody. And so, so the way I deal with something that, I, that's, that's, that means a lot to me, equality, um, might be um, to just get involved in an organization where I can just pour myself into that. It might be posting some positive things on Facebook to kind of inform people. It might be taking someone out to coffee. It might be um, uh, doing my best to try and step farther out of my comfort zone than I, I, I would normally do. And so... This, that's my manifestation of, of the Holy Spirit. Yours might be to just, it's not a big thing outwardly. It's something small. It's writing notes. It's whatever. Like I said before, it might be just not engaging in gossip or in conflict. So here he goes through these different things. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Have you ever had a message of wisdom? Like, like, like you're in a situation and you see somebody living their life a certain way and you know how they can get out of that. You know how they can get unstuck. When you exercise that, you just brought shalom. You just responded. You were a first responder. And you brought a manifestation of the Spirit of God into a situation that might have otherwise been hopeless. To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. 
You might come and say, you might have some information that might bring shalom to a certain situation. That the Spirit brings that and says, hey, it's time to share that. And it may be difficult. It may be difficult to share that, with that, that word of knowledge. But when you do, you bring shalom. You bring peace. You bring universal flourishing, the way things are supposed to be. Shalom is just a, it's a, it's a fabric type of, of, of uh, language of weaving things together to make them stronger. Then, then this one, this one is one I don't typically have um, to another. Faith by the same spirit. Faith is a hard one for me. I'm a grinder, I'm a worker, and I try to get stuff done. And, um, and so when it comes time, which is every week, where I can't get something done, then I cry out to God, Lord, you know, I, you know I love you, right? <laughs> you know, help me. When there's other people who have faith, they just operate in that. We need those people in the kingdom of God. We need you exercising your manifestation of the spirit of faith. I need that. We have to work together on that. He goes to another gifts of healing. Okay, now he starts getting into some of the, the more powerful gifts, healing and things like that. To another uh, uh, miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another, the interpretation of tongues. Keep in mind, all these are the work of the same spirit. You know what is just so encouraging to me? For some reason, God, in wanting to bring shalom, bring things back the way they're supposed to be, uses you and I and empowers us with a manifestation of his spirit to be a first responder in the situations that we come in front of. Now, here's, here's the thing I hear, I, I hear the pushback I hear all the time when I'm talking to people about exercising their gifts or, or being shaped a unique way. And um, I'll go back to my analogy of the fireman. Um, I asked him, because I was just, like I said, I'm so enamored with what, what happens to you when you have to respond, you know? And so I said, when you first started, what was it like to get that first alarm? And he said, um, it was exciting because I could finally help, but I was scared that I wouldn't do the right thing. And I'm like, that's every Christian I've ever met in my life. <laughs> that when it comes time, it, you're excited like, oh, I think that I'm supposed to be a first responder here. I think I'm supposed to speak up for justice here. I think I'm supposed to give a word of encouragement. I think I'm supposed to bring healing to this situation. I think I'm supposed to apologize. I'm, I'm supposed to bring shalom. What if I do it wrong? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. You will do it wrong. We always do it wrong. But as you begin to exercise that, you will begin to learn. Let me, I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, I was called by God to be a pastor. I believe that. So I know I was because I told um, my then girlfriend uh, family that I was going to be a pastor, and to which they responded, pastors don't make that much money. <laughs> you know? I'm like, no dove. Um, and so, um, so I ended up marrying her so that I could prove them. That I, you know. so, so I go off to college, and I, I, I major in um, theology and religious studies. And I begin to bomb those classes. I mean, tanked. And I remember sitting in my dorm room one day going, I'm not smart enough to be a pastor. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you had to be smart to be a pastor, and I'm not smart enough to be a pastor. So I quit religious studies, and I went into business. Okay, and I, I, I got a business. Now, 
The business to me, that was like eating candy every day. I loved business books. I loved talking about systems. I loved all that kind of stuff. And I just put the whole pastor thing away. And then I got involved in church, and I was doing like you and we all do. I was volunteering. I was giving. I was doing all that kind of stuff. And then God began to stir that calling again. And I'm like, we've already been through this, God. I'm not smart enough to be a pastor. But I was doing so much ministry at my church. It was like I was kind of a pastor anyway. And I'm like, this is fine. I can make more money doing business, and I can also do ministry. It's a win-win. Why why do we have to do this? And then Living Spring showed up. And my life completely and radically changed for the better. And so I became a pastor. But my second week into being a pastor, I was in my office, and the telephone rang. And I pick it up. Good morning, Living Spring. This is John. How may I help you? I was so excited. I am a pastor, right? And uh, it was this lady who was giving me this story about how they don't have any money and they live in a motel. And other. I'm just like, I'm completely devastated. I'm like, if we can't help this woman, we got to do something, right? So I... <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I, I get to help somebody. I get to be a pastor, right? So it's like exactly like the fireman. The alarm goes off, and I'm just excited. This is what I've like, been called to do. So I go into petty cash, and I take out $55, and I write a little note in there that says, you know, we had a good Sam fund at that time, and you could give to it. And so we had, and so I, I take the cash, and I, I, after church, I get done preaching. I'm so wonderful, wonderful sermon. It was fantastic. I'm sure you remember it. And um, I show up at this motel, and I'd never been... There are different kinds of motels, okay? (laughs) Okay, come to find out. I had never been to this particular type of motel before in my life. And so when I walked into the courtyard, like everyone who was supposed to be in their motel rooms were out in the courtyard. And I'm like, wow, that's fascinating. Like, I've never like, been to a motel where everyone's so friendly. And, and they're all looking at me, and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? So I just want you to picture this, okay? Here's a pastor, okay, with an envelope full of cash going up to give it to a woman in a motel room, okay? Just want you to get that, just want you to get that in your mind. So I knock on the door, and I'm like, if you know anything about me, I have certain boundaries, okay? I blew through all of them, okay? To, like, I just not knowing. I didn't know. So I knock on the door, and th- this woman opens the door and um, asked if I wanted to come in, <laughs> right? Which I did not, okay? But I get done, and I'm like, I'm like, here, <laughs> you know? And I go out, and I like, I mean, think about this, but I did write a note, which is really important. Okay, so here's some pro tips if you want to be in ministry. If you're the pastor, do not go into petty cash and pull out money, okay? Writing a note doesn't, doesn't save you, okay? You, you need certain boundaries, certain things. I just didn't know. I was called to be a first responder, and I blew it massively, okay? But I began to learn we get those phone calls. As a matter of fact, we got one just this week. 
And so I got the phone call. I assessed the situation. I said, we, we need to respond here. So I emailed the board. I waited for a unanimous response. Yes, let's use it. I drove to the motel to the front office and used a credit card and got a receipt. Okay, I, I, I never came into contact with anybody. We just, as Living Spring, responded to this woman who is a single mom and she has got a baby in the hospital. She just needed two more days in this motel to get stuff figured out. Okay, I never could have done that if I hadn't blown it in the first place. So I say this as a word of encouragement because this week you are going to be called to be a first responder and you're not going to know what to do. But God has given you this manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But it's the, he's the one at work. And here's what he says. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And the person that he issues them to is not responsible to figure out whether or not they should respond. You should respond the best you can. And I can promise you this. As you begin to get in the habit of being a first responder, you're going to get better and better and better and better at it. And you'll bring more and more shalom. You'll have more of of an influence to the people around you. We're responding, not reacting. He goes on. And this just gets to to why I kind of stopped a little bit and talked about, um, you know, how, where we are politically. Just as a body through one as many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So the church should be able to have Republicans and Democrats in it. It, it has to. It has to. We need different heartbeats. We can figure out all the details later. It, it can't have Raider fans. But my point that I'm trying to make <laughs> is that, yeah, everyone leaves like, no, no, I was just kidding. No, no okay. <laughs> no, it totally can. I, I, was just, I was just joking. I'm so excited about the football games today. Uh, so I'll, I'll get everybody out in time, trust me. But listen to this sweet language. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and Paul would have no problem saying male, female, because he does in Galatians, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Listen to this, guys. This is so encouraging. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. So you might be shy about talking to people, and I might be really bold about talking to people. Guess what? We need each other for that. You might kind of be bold in, your, in, in how you point out justice, and I might be like, well, that's a, I, I, need, I need you. You might have faith, and, and, but you're shy, but you just have tons of faith. We need you. We need you exercising, operating in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that he has bestowed on you for the common good that has been given to you by him in order to be used, not hoarded. Oh, that's interesting. There's a verse from 1 Peter in here, chapter 4. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Listen to this, in its various forms. So this week, my my prayer for you is that you would have your eyes wide open. Not to react. Reacting is easy. Anyone can do that. I, I, can, I can look at a, at, a, at a crash on the freeway, completely detached, make my assessment, and then off I go, 
on the freeway and, and I, I drive away and everything's fine and I'm just glad that traffic picked up. I, I don't want to live a life like that when it comes to the places where I'm actually called to be a responder, a first responder. And so this week, it's, it's going to come up in a lot of different ways. It might be a, a conversation you're in and maybe the Lord shows you, you know what? You need to be a first responder here and it's a conversation you've been engaged in a lot so to, to, to do it different this time would be weird. You'll probably mess it up. That's okay. God will use it and you'll get better and better and better and you'll see after weeks and months and years that you'll go, oh, I know, I'm called to, I'm called to exercise this gift right now. I'm called to bring shalom right now. And you'll watch the Lord use you in mighty, mighty ways.